You are now listening to The Caleb One Show, where we talk about everything that they should have taught you in school regarding your health, your finances, and your social life. I'm your host, Caleb, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to The Caleb One Show. I'm your host, Caleb One, and this is part two of the How to Focus and Make Better Decisions series. This is episode five of five, What to Make a Decision On. So, uh, we're going to be continuing this series on to part two. Uh, if you haven't already, listen to part one first and then come back to here. Uh, if you're listening to this in chronological and not in chronological order, just whatever, uh, make sure you finish everything first before coming back into particular episodes. So, without further ado, let me shut the fuck up and let's get into this. Part two, critical thinking and problem solving. Um, number one, right, first and foremost do your own analysis, do your own research, right? In other words, think for yourself, right? This should be the most clear cut fucking thing in the world. And it's so ironic that school teaches us how to learn, but leave this lesson out, right? It's easy to follow the crowd, right? You're following the Ash Conformity experiment. If you guys don't know what it is, check out Ash Conformity. It's literally a guy experimenting whether or not people would conform to situations, even when they know that the crowd is in the wrong and see what happens, right? That's that's what the whole experiment is. You could you guys could just YouTube it after this. But when you do that, you're being lazy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. You're being lazy. You're just going with what everyone else is doing and saying. And look, I, I know it's hard to do this, but when you practice, when you pr- literally fucking practice this, you begin to live your own life, right? Entrepreneurs and CEOs and business owners and stuff like that, they'll say some stupid shit like they'll, they'll talk down to people who work nine to five, calling them a slave. You know what is a slave, right? Here's what a real slave is when you stop thinking for yourself, ultimately, like period, not necessarily like on a task, but when you just stop thinking for yourself and what's the best course of action, Right? perfect example of this, right? This, like, Greta Thunberg, right? The climate change activist, right? She's single-handedly brainwashed all these millennials, all these centennials about what the fuck climate change has to do with your day-to-day life, right? Look, climate change is in effect, right? But here's the question. What's the fucking plan? All you gotta do to shut down all these dumbass fucking kids going on strikes, going on media posts and, and shit like that, right? Saying like, oh, we need, we need to protect the house. The government isn't doing anything. All you literally have to do to get these kids to shut the fuck up is say, okay, bitch, what's the plan? Right? It's easy to sign your name on a petition. It's easy to go on strikes, right? And leave work and leave school to go on this stupid ass shit right? It's easy to do that. But what action have you taken towards climate change, right? But back to Greta Thunberg, right? I did my research on her, right? And all I've literally fucking found was that she's traveled the world in like a solar powered boat and spoke at UN summits, which media only really covers because it brings eyeballs and they just monetize it, right? So don't just copy people for the sake of fucking copying people, right? For the sake of convenience, Right? Do it because you've done the research on the topic and the people involved and what their background information is about that subject right? and what they believe in is in alignment with what you have in belief. right? What Make sure that what they say is something that you are okay with. 
right? Not just okay with, but something that you have a conviction towards, right? Only then should you be able to copy, right? My favorite saying in poker, I play a shitload of poker, right? If you're in a room and after 30 minutes of playing, you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker in the room, right? Question everything, right? I know I've said I've gone on so many episodes and so many like um, other moments within my entire podcast saying question everything, right? Like what George Carlin says, like he's literally not wrong, right? Rest in peace to him. He's not wrong when he when you say that the world is being fucking stupid because there's a lot of dumbass motherfuckers out there in the world, all right? So like I said, do your own analysis, do your own research, right? Don't just do other research. If anything, look at what the opposition has to say, right? I love what Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett say. They always say, um, whenever you take an argument, you should also look on the other side as well. That way you're seeing what points they're bringing up and making sure that, hey, maybe I'm in the wrong and they're in the right. It gets you thinking. Don't just always do your own side, although that is a good start, don't get me wrong, but you also have to add on and go a little bit further. Right? And like I said, it's a little bit challenging, but just by doing that, you're no longer a slave. Right? You're no longer a slave to what other people and what other media is saying. You're, th- you're now actually thinking for yourself. Like, like what I said, this is part two. Critically think for yourself and problem solve. Again, that's number one. Number two, have principles in your life. I've mentioned this book on numerous occasions on this podcast. Um but it almost bears repeating. It's Principles by Ray Dalio. Again, link is in the description on YouTube and on the podcast platform that you're listening on this. Um, if you guys don't know who he is, he's an investor, a hedge fund manager who wrote a book documenting some of the core beliefs and principles or rules that he implements in his work and personal life. Uh, whether you're whether you're in like the investing, financing world, um, it doesn't really matter, Right. Go check this book out. Again, everything's in the description. I'll also say this. Whenever I make a link to other resources or other researchers or other like sort of Amazon stuff, um, I'm not affiliated with it by any means. They're just really, really good shit that I believe that you should also incorporate into your life. Uh, it'll save you a shitload of time. I'm not profiting off of this. I'm not getting a cut whenever you buy this stuff. This isn't like an affiliate link or anything like that, although I probably should in the future. Um, but for now, this is just shit that I just believe in, right? Legit, right? But back to this. I bring up the book because I believe everyone should have a set of principles or sort of core rules and beliefs that they be- that they follow and that they stand by, right? What you'll often find is that between highly skilled, highly talented individuals, um, whenever, um, whenever they're doing something, right? They have something what's called conceptual integrity, meaning they have a set of core beliefs, core principles that they base their actions around this belief system. That's why often and usually when two really smart, talented, skillful people are in a specific industry or like whenever they interact with each other, what you'll find is that they often disagree with each other on subjects because they both have different principles and different views, right? Now, is one better than another? No, right? They both have results. They both have strategies. They both have plans that work well for them. People who have no principle, people who have no conviction, no belief in mind are following and implementing everything that people say that they encounter, right? 
That's why I always say to take the best and leave the rest. Right? I don't just say that for the sake of saying that. I say that so that you can build your own conceptual integrity and build your own principles Right? when it comes to information, when it comes to what people say. Right? Again, even some of my stuff. Right? Take some of the best things that work well for you and take some of the stuff that just straight up don't fucking work for you. Right? Again, do some experimenting for yourself. Right? Try it for a second. Right? If it doesn't work, stop it. Kick it to the curb. That's perfectly okay. Right? What everyone on social media, all these influencers, all these like entrepreneurs, all they want you to do is to literally follow exactly what they do. And then when you do that, it almost becomes very cult-like. Right? You're just doing all of this stuff, and then you're also bringing on other people. Well, if you start downloading what, what smart person A does and what smart person B does, right? they both have results, like I said, that work well for them. But when you try to mix it together, it may not necessarily work. And now you don't know where to start. You don't know where to pick up where you left off. right? And again, that's why I say, leave the best and leave the rest. right? I mean, Take the best, leave the rest. Sorry, I messed up the delivery on that one. Um, but I want you to do right now is to literally pause this episode. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on Spotify or po- or Apple Podcasts, pause the video, get out a piece of paper and write down some of the principles that you believe in and follow. You know, some things to keep in mind about when you're writing this stuff down is to definitely make sure that the principles that you have are ethical, make sure that they're legal, Make sure that they're financially in alignment with who you are, right? And in your lifestyle, right? Again, you want to, some, something that you also can do, also add this on as well. Um, you could separate the principles from work and personal life, right? That's perfectly okay. Um, you could have two different sheets, one, princi- one set of principles for work life, one set of principles for your personal life, social life, right? To give you an example, here are my principles, right? I use this for work and personal life. Um, I just sort of just combine it all together. Everything that I hear, everything that I do, um, always just kind of rolls through these sort of nine principles that I have. Again, these are just for example. You don't have to incorporate them all into your life, but I'll give you some of my principles and then we'll move on from here. So in no particular order, none of this stuff isn't one better than another. Like I said, these are just a culmination of everything that I believe in. Again, Number one is as important as number nine, right? So principle number one, only referral and associate yourself with things you used and found useful. Two, always provide practical steps people can take. Three, practice what you preach. Four, always be credible and provide sources. Five, give credit where credit is due. Six, be honest with yourself and others and never sugarcoat. Seven, Think critically for yourself and what's the best course of action. Eight, live a simple, basic, fundamental lifestyle. Nine, simplify to the core and provide minimal value first. We'll get into minimal value later. Just hold on tight. All right. So, again, those are my principles. Right. Again, some of you guys can adopt some of the other ones that I've mentioned. Maybe some of the ones that just don't work well for you, and that's perfectly fine. That's okay. <laughs> um, but, again, really... Pause, pause the episode and really think to yourself on a sheet of paper, what are some things that I believe on, right? Again, this is conceptual integrity. If someone says otherwise, that's perfectly okay. You, you just disagree on certain things, right? Doesn't, like I said, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means that you have different ideas, have different schools of thoughts, okay? 
Uh, number nine, I mentioned minimal value. Um, but this is actually what number three is. Remember what minimal value is, right? We like to invite chaos and complexity in our lives, right? I, I, like we all just do it, right? You look at your sort of desktop on your computer and it's sort of like unorganized, right? I'm like that too. I'm not trying to shit on you. I'm just lumping us all in this, right? You just invite it, right? It still breaks into your life, right? But what's important is to remember what minimal value is. And what does that mean, right? Raw results, right? This goes back to sort of simplifying your life. You want to find where you or your product or someone else solves someone's problem and getting them a result, which is value, right? You can use this when you're making a purchase. You can use this when uh, you're looking at a scenario for a person for yourself, right? There's multiple ways you can look at this, right? I'll use different examples for each one. When I used to do social media marketing for business owners, uh, their problem was converting the leads that they got into customers. And my way of solving that for them was using Facebook Messenger marketing to follow up with these leads, slowly nudging them, slowly incentivizing them to build trust with my client and ultimately work with them right, in exchange for money. I kept my focus on the minimal value, which was in this case was to get my clients leads and turn them into customers for his business, right? I didn't rank websites for SEO. I didn't shoot or post an ad on social media. I didn't try to upsell my client either on what packages I offer. I kept the main thing to provide minimal value, right? Which was in turn to get these leads and turn them into customers, right? It's only till the minimal value has been met and has been uh, filled sufficiently do I start doing other things or start experimenting other things, right? Now, an example that's more in my day-to-day -day life are my basketball shoes, for example, right? I, For me, when I was getting out my basketball shoes, I wanted a shoe with good grip, with good ankle support. I wanted something that had sole support so it wouldn't hurt my feet whenever I walked or whenever I moved, right? Those are my three sort of minimal values, right? Shoe brand, color, design sort of came second, right? I ended up buying the Curry 3s because it met my my minimal values with a good price, right? Now, I didn't just get basketball shoes just for the sake of just getting them for nice shoes, right? I got them because it met my standards of the three minimal values, and I know that this will last me for a good two to four years, right? So I have no need to go out and get LeBron's. I, know, I have no need to get Kobe's. Rest in peace to him. Um, I, don't, I have no need to get those stuff, right? My base needs are already met, and everything else is sort of gravy on the on the fries, right? Again, your goal is to get results as simple as possible and to only go complicated if it brings you results, right? If only if it's an add-on. So that concludes part two of this series or of this episode, if anything. Again, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot about uh, problem solving. Right, critically think for yourself. Right, I'll do a really quick recap of everything. We talked about doing your own analysis. We talked about coming up with your own principles. We talked about uh, minimal value. Right, very basic things that we've covered, but extremely, extremely important. Like I said, we don't, we're not, we're never taught this stuff in school. Right, and it's a shame that it's like that because we really should have been. Right, there's so many dumbass kids out there in the world who just start following certain things, or they start getting into a degree or getting into a career 
that someone just mentioned, but never really experimented or tried for themselves. And then boom, you're wasting time, energy, and money, your three most important uh, commodities within a person. So like I said, it, this takes a lot of discipline to do, but let me tell you, once you do this, you're no longer a slave, right? It's like, now, I also will say this, I just used the the nine to five as an example, right? If you love your job and you have flow in doing it, uh, continue doing it because you'll find more fulfillment, you'll find more enjoyment, you'll be more happier when you do it. Entrepreneurship isn't necessarily uh, where happiness lies in everyone. I just use that as an example. So just to be clear. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. That is part two, and I'll see you guys on part three, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.